0: this is the movement of the holy family welcome to our daily rosary meditation let's begin in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit amen let's call to mind all those we've promised to pray for we are meditating on the power of the soul called the will our will was given to us so that we could follow the guidance of the intellect in pursuing our happiness that's the function of the will to seek satisfaction in some good thing that can really give us what we need, rest, delight, contentment. And yet we know every good thing on earth, and there are an awful lot of really good things down here, still leave us wanting more. St. Augustine wrote volumes and volumes of brilliantly insightful theology, philosophy, and his own biography, But his most famous sentence is the one where he says, You have made us for yourself, O God, and our hearts are restless until they rest in you. Yes, that's because our will was made for good, and when it reaches anything less than the supreme good, it knows it hasn't reached its destination yet.
1: Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. St.
0: Thomas Aquinas points out that every human being desires perfect and abiding happiness. And it's true. If you could ask anybody, would you like perfect happiness? A happiness where there's nothing more you could ask for? An abiding happiness? A happiness where your joy and contentment was never lacking? Just about everyone would say, yes, that sounds great. But just about everyone would also admit that you don't get perfect and abiding happiness in this life. There's always something which would make our situation better. Some strained relationship, some internal tension, some physical issue, some financial concern. There's always some fly in the ointment, even in the best times. There's always something. And even in the best times, especially at the best times, we know the good thing we're enjoying won't last. Our health, the respect we get at work, our wife's beauty, or our husband's strength, our kids, at least for the moment, not having any fires that we need to put out. We know that doesn't last. So here is a human conundrum. We all want something, but we can't get it. We all want perfect and permanent happiness, but it's nowhere to be found. What does this mean? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven.
1: Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses
0: Hunger is a universal desire and there is food. Thirst is a universal human desire and there is water. Sexual desire is a universal human urge and there is intercourse. Fatigue is a universal human urge and there is sleep. Loneliness is a universal human urge and there is friendship. The desire to know is a universal human urge and there is truth. So if there's a universal human urge for perfect and permanent happiness, for a perfect delight that corresponds to a perfect good, wouldn't that imply that there exists a perfect and permanent happiness? Doesn't that mean there is a perfect delight and a perfect supreme good? And if that perfect good and perfect and permanent happiness aren't to be had in this life, then they must exist somewhere beyond this life. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven.
1: Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us Pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory
0: be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit.
1: As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Oh, my Jesus. Forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy.
0: The disproportion between the nature of our will, which desires perfect goodness, and what is available to us in this life, Is actually part of a broader pattern. When we stop and think about it, we see that over and over again, we find indications that there is some disproportion between ourselves and the earthly environment. Take time, for instance. As C.S. Lewis points out, if this earthly time were our natural environment, We presumably wouldn't find it odd any more than a fish would find water odd. But we do find time odd. We constantly say, where does the time go? And it's amazing how much time has passed. Or sometimes, it's like this day will never end. Maybe that indicates we're not meant for the time of this universe long term. Or take, for example, what happens when a young couple falls in love for the first time. And they foolishly believe that they're now in a relationship with a perfect person that will make them perfectly happy. And we laugh at them because we know that they are going to get real disillusioned real fast. But we should ask ourselves... What makes people look for a relationship with a perfect person that will make them completely happy in the first place? Why do we all seem to be hardwired with that expectation? Even though it's obviously not something available in any relationship in this life. And now we add this insight of St. Thomas, that we all want perfect and perfect happiness, and yet it's nowhere to be found in this life, where every joy is brief and mixed with sorrow. Just as the legs and lungs of a baby in the womb, where there's no opportunity to walk or breathe air, show us that he's built for an environment he's never been in yet. So too, the disproportion between what our will longs for and what this life can offer shows us that we too are built for an environment we've never been in yet. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven.
1: Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy.
0: Many secular philosophers recognize that our desires, our longings, and our ideals for happiness outstrip what the world has to offer. They conclude that life is absurd. We have this desire for happiness with no ultimate way of satisfying that desire. But the human condition isn't absurd. The human condition simply tells us we were made for more. And there's only one religion that promises more joy, more truth, more goodness, more fulfillment of everything that's genuinely human. And that religion is Catholicism. To live a worldly life is to live a life that is content with absurdity and dissatisfaction. To live a Christian life is to live a life that respects the structure of the human will and knows that there is a God who corresponds to it, it's to know that our hearts are restless. Not because of some defect in ourselves, and not because there's a defect in our job, or our spouse, or our house, or our health, or our wealth, but because there is perfect good waiting for us, and our hearts will rest content only when we come to him, And we don't have to wait until we're dead and in heaven to begin to experience the happiness that comes from Him. In fact, the saints like Teresa of Avila and John of the Cross and Catherine of Siena bear witness that we can begin to experience the happiness of God through contemplation, the fifth stage of prayer. That is where I want to lead you to a greater happiness on earth through a deep life of prayer that begins with vocal prayer and then meditation as in the rosary. But it must lead to effective prayer and the prayer of simplicity and then the fifth stage, infused prayer, contemplation, the experience of God on earth. And you can do it. You were made for it, like a child in the womb made to breathe and walk. Now maybe your next step is to meditate in the rosary not just once or twice a week, but seven days a week to make the habit of of daily meditation. And if you're already doing that, then send me a message on the app and I'll tell you what's next. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven.
1: Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us.
0: May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl throughout the world seeking the ruin of souls. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, if you're in the Kansas City area, then you're experiencing a really rainy fall day. But tomorrow, Sunday, is going to be beautiful and sunny, and it's Sunday. So you should all come out and join me at Meadowbrook Park from 4 to 6 to play with your kids and your grandkids and have great conversation and build friendships and then pray the rosary with me at 5, a great public witness of our faith. You can find all the information on our app at events. But wherever you are in the world, invite people to join you for friendship and good conversation and the rosary as we take back Sundays.